Welcome to the Hard Water Fishing Show. Jeff and Jason talk tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. We are alive, season seven, episode eight. It is the last week of January 2023. And tonight we're going to be talking about ice fishing. Just fishing, yeah. Just fishing. We we have nothing overly fancy planned for this evening, except Jeff and I were calling and chatting, and we were like just going on about ice fishing. We thought maybe we should just do a show. Yeah, absolutely, and that's important because that's what the show's about. Yeah, ice fishing literally. most of the time. Anyway, it's it's almost back <laughs> to the roots. We're like, we should just do a show because we call and talk about ice fishing for an hour and a half oh just a little scary because <laughs> now know. they call it cla- when i when i would listen to classic rock that was like 1950s like cool 108 you know yeah. like the beach boy alligator and, rock yeah and now <laughs> they call classic rock and you're like hey that's yeah. from high mm, school that's what? my stuff yeah anyways my stuff on the oldies station so i've listened to those enough and, and so i would listen to a lot of podcasts because i really like podcasts and I'm like, wow, I want to listen to an ice fishing podcast. Well, wait, I can't find one, or at least not one that I liked. I don't remember how many mm-hmm. were out at that time. So I called Jason because you know, we did dial and drive. And yeah, we both commuted. Yeah, we both commuted. And I'm like, Jason, we should start a podcast. And I think we talked about it for at least a year before we oh, actually did at it. at least, at least. But then we just did it. One day we just did it, and I didn't really know what I was doing. I mean, I don't know. And... <laughs> so we figured it out like we recorded yeah. the first episode and i'm like jason i can't figure out how to publish this thing i don't know so we figured it out we've, we've come a long way since then but we're going back to our roots of we're going to talk about ice fishing well and just because we're on the topic i'm going to sure. talk i got one more thing to add to that actually the the idea incubated with me at a different form prior to that yes. remember we actually bought a domain name and I don't, I, it's gone, but it was four guys reviews. Yes. And we were going to do reviews of um, equipment because we were both, all of us and the Hardwater Invitational crew, uh, Northwoods, Dave and Ollie, were just tired because we were young and poor. Uh, not Now we're just old. And poor. And, and poor. <laughs> but we were tired of spending money, good money on gear that sucked. Yeah. And, and so... You know, part of this podcast has always been largely is, um, you know, we're we're pretty independent when it comes to gear, you know, and kind of give our unbiased opinion or at least our own biased opinion. Our own biased opinion, yeah. <laughs> Based on our usage or reports thereof of how this stuff works or not. Because nothing worse than sucks and saving up for something and then buying it and then it's just a piece of crap. Yeah, you save up all your dollars for the jig up. And then the jig you, get up. It, you get it out there and it freezes. Yeah. You use your one Christmas gift on the jig up and we're going to get a letter from them. We'll talk about cease and desist letters later. Did, did I tell you about the jig up, Jason? What about it? That I looked, you can still buy them on eBay. You can't really buy them anywhere. Oh my God. But they still sell them on eBay and they're kind of expensive. Like I was going to buy one, but they were like $50. And I'm like, man. Yeah, you should have bought them and hung on to it. You could have sold them for a profit. I remember going to Cabela's and the jig up had like a, been of them. of them yeah, yeah. and they were some just some guy somewhere's got that pallet in his basement yeah. he's rationing them out one at a time but jeff oh we're way off subject here aren't we i'm thirsty okay oh and this is like uh 
premonition. No, that's not the right word. Foreshadowing. We are doing some heavy duty foreshadowing today. We are. Yeah. So, well, first, what do you have, Jay? Oh, I, no. It came from a gas station, didn't it? Well, uh, no. Oh. Well, where did I buy it? Did you yes. buy more than yes, one of did. them? Did you buy one of them yeah, or more I, than one? More than one. I did buy it again. I did not purchase a special beverage for this show. I greatly apologize, folks. Nothing new here to see. Uh, I'll move right through it quickly for everybody. Natural light. Natty light. But it's still good. I mean, in essence, it's one of the ultimate ice fishing beers. It's light. Right. It's easy drinking. <laughs> Natty Light is $10 for an 18 pack or 15 pack, whatever it is. Yeah. And 10 bucks. I mean, it's cheaper than pop almost. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's certainly drinkable. Like it doesn't have a terrible taste to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a good utility beer. There's something right about ice fishing and having a beer, assuming you're of age. <laughs> There's yeah, something and, right about that, right? And you don't have to. I mean, it, no. obviously we have people that are, Sure. Working on on not drinking things, but yes. though we certainly do enjoy a, a cold beverage when the time comes. Yeah, I don't know what everybody's rules are, and I'm I'm not, but they do make some like I've seen some really good NA beers. Oh, absolutely. My my uh brother was on a couple of years ago, he was ice fishing with me, and he was on dry January, which is pretty common that people do that. And he was drinking like I remember you got NA beers and there was like it just a beer on the side. Yeah, it was terrible yeah. stuff. But now they've got like craft and a beer, so mm -hmm. it's out there. Yeah. yeah, I'll probably never drink one, but <laughs> but it's there for people. Well, who you never know. One. You never know what my cardiologist is going to tell me someday. He's going to say, <laughs> "Nope, no more." And I'll right, ignore so, him for a while, and then yeah, probably yeah. do it. So I, I'm getting thirsty. So yeah, what do you got? You probably so, got some fancy pants thing. I do, and this is foreshadowing. I have, you know, last week I had. A beer from Toppling Goliath Brewing. Yeah, up in Decorah, Iowa. Yeah, and I didn't like it very much. It was no, not you for didn't. Me. You used some pretty strong language. <laughs> I did use some strong language, and so uncharacteristically strong. So it wasn't for me. So I I thought I'd you know give another try to Toppling Goliath, and I got the Pseudo Sioux Pale Ale. It's got a purple okay. dinosaur on the can, and I wish I could make it work better. Oh look, there goes Pseudo Sioux. Yeah, Pseudo Sioux. The single hop pale ale showcases the citra hop from a well-balanced beer that is delicate in body with a mild bitterness to the finish. No jokes, Jason. <laughs> oh, gosh. Ferocious hop aromas of citrus and mango give this refreshing taste that is bright with just enough bite. Oh, that's really good. It just like it's like an old school when he he drinks Frank the Tank drinks from the funnel and he goes it tastes so good when it touches my lips. <laughs> now is that actually the case or it is actually the case? No, I have no okay. influence. We are not okay, influenced okay. on the show. Okay, okay, all right, just checking. All right, uh, patrons, we want to thank all our patrons for their support. Patron of the show, Jeff. How do we pronounce that? I don't know. That's why I wrote it, and you can talk about it. <laughs> Zafi. Zunu Zafi. Yeah. Zuna. He's a patron, Zuna and we appreciate him. Zaf we like you, Mr. Zulu Zafi. How about we just call him Z? Z. Z-man. Well, mine would be a man. Z-person. Z-person. 
We appreciate you. Thank you for being our patron. Cheers. The show. Cheers to you. I'm also, Jeff, I think we should just cover this too, is, you know, at some point, if people are done being a patron, just know that you have to go back through where you signed up to unenroll. If that time does come, we we have no ability to uh, turn that on and off. It's all done automatically through the outfit that handles all that. It's yeah, not, we it's a it's a part of our hosting site, and uh, it's nothing we have any control over to turn off. So just know that um, if you need help with directions, let us know. But other than that, we don't have any direct control over it. So just wanted to share that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did get a question about that. So that's good yeah, to bring up. Certainly understand that that at some point you're like, these guys are just not worth <laughs> it anymore. Were we ever so, really worth it? I mean, I mean <laughs> Well, I think we are. Okay. I appreciate it. You know, I mean we provide a lot of entertainment. We do and and <laughs> mainly to ourselves. And mainly to ourselves. And you know, Aaron appreciates that we don't have to foot the bill for the entire hosting. And everything. she does. It keeps Jeff. It keeps Jeff's wife happy. Yes. I think my wife's forgotten. I do a podcast. So then I disappear <laughs> to the basement and mumble for a while. But she's still seeing you on YouTube or something. And she's like, hey. I know. <laughs> so by accident, something we do goes viral, which will probably involve one of us hurt. So <laughs> then we'll go from there. Oh um, listener news, Jeff, why don't you take this away? Yeah, so Leo Leo J, he's he's a patron and also a listener, and he sent a message. He said he was out with scouts and caught some tip ups on or some tip ups, caught some tip ups, caught some pike on tip ups. I think Although, that's awesome. You know, it, we we've had really some mild weather, which is bad for the ice, but like super cool for taking if you get some time before the ice melts, um, taking young people or new people out fishing when the weather's nice so taking scouts out or kids out or even those that young or heart out is awesome <laughs> i'm young at heart right i don't know are you i don't know you're more like oh i don't know oh. <laughs> that's dangerous or, <laughs> oh we might get arrested <laughs> or, are you sure no i don't i think you're, you've never been oh <laughs> gosh all right always, but i it's good. i've always been, been the, good, re- the reasonable you've one been a good voice of reason for me over the years because who knows who knows what would have <laughs> happened in our younger years if i didn't have that little whisper of no jason you can't drive into duluth no brakes and a boat behind you <laughs> yes <laughs> downtime jeff i don't know downtime. if you listened to me at the time or not though that might have been a what, yeah, what, what well, we, we drove halfway. We, we oh, you're halfway. right. We did not we go didn't, to Duluth. We didn't go down the hill and try to yes. negotiate the hill and Duluth yes. with no breaks. Yes. Right. That's not an ice fishing story, so we can't tell that. One. No, we can't tell those car stories, which we've talked about. But, anyways, <laughs> Cole, New York. Yeah, Cole sent us some nice pictures here yeah, of yeah. some perch. So, I wonder what lake he's on there in New York. It doesn't say he, he he thinks they got about five inches, but he was I was corresponding with him on Facebook before mm-hmm. we started recording, and he thinks that they're going to make it through the end, like at least through the end of February. Looking at the forecast, so nice, that's awesome. So Cole sent us these are all his. Oh yes. no, okay. All three pictures are from him. One, two, three. Okay, cool. Very scenic. He must be up. He's got to be upstate. Way upstate. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, is that that big lake up there, Champlain or? He didn't say what lake it was, but 
Um, there, I think the city might have been somewhere in there, but yeah, you know, but, upstate New York is so beautiful. I, I, um, you know, growing up, you always think of New York, New York City. Yes. And then what? Five, ten years ago, I went out through New York, Vermont, and kind of just that whole north part of the state. Yeah. And it just was blown away by how gorgeous it is up there. He took of course, when you're from Iowa and someone's got hills and trees, you're like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Although we have some of that on the coast, but, you know. On the on coast? The, on the coast, I call it. On the coast, the coast of Iowa. You have a Missouri. coast of Iowa? I call That's what I call it. So you got the coast. Mississippi River. That's yeah. the coast, the East Coast. And then you have the West Coast, <laughs> and that's the Missouri River. Ah. East and hmm. West Coast of Iowa. So are we going to hear from people like, is this a thing or not? Anyways. No, it's an adjacent thing. It's not a, no, this is not an island thing. This is just me. So in Iowa, you have the, so on the East Coast is what river? The Mississippi. And on the West Coast is what river? The Missouri. And on the North, you have the Great Lakes of Iowa. Well, that's in the Northeast, Northwest corner. But they call, don't they call those the Great Lakes of Iowa? They do, the Iowa Great Lakes. And they're, they're big lakes. Yeah. They're natural lakes, unlike most of them, where we just make one. <laughs> well, yeah, so Cole sent this in. I thought he sent in a picture. He literally has a basket. Well, yeah, so I was trying to figure out in your picture. Is that Cole's basket? Yeah, that's Cole's basket. Okay, yeah, that is a cool picture. So he's got a wicker basket. And he's got his rods and reels in there and his perch are in there, too. I really hope he didn't steal that from his wife and not tell her. He's got perch in the bottom. Because that's going to go bad, buddy. Um, let us know <laughs> if we can or can't put that picture on the internet because I don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah. Looks like he's got his wife's busy stick. looking for his laundry hamper. I know. It looks homemade. I wonder if he makes those. I mean, it does not look store-bought. Maybe it is. I know. It's super cool, though. I know when I was a kid, all the thing that you used to have the, the longer burger baskets or longer yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> it looks because it, it's a wooden basket. I don't know if I can even call it wicker. It's wooden. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a wooden slat basket. It's super cool. We're gonna put that picture on. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't get him in trouble. And I, I think he showed this other picture that there's footprints towards a dark spot on the lake. I think that's open water. I don't know, but mm, yeah, it know. looks suspicious. All right. At least well, I see one set going towards it, one set coming back. So that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. It's when there's only one set going towards it that you have to worry. Yeah, one set set towards the the dark spot and no person. And this looks a lot like the perch that we talked to. Uh, was it last year or two years ago? We had. It's been more than two years, I think. Roger. Roger's Rigs, and he's still got a Facebook site. Yeah, so Roger from Roger's Rigs, he came on. Those are exactly oh, the kind of perch. Have that... you been to his website lately? No, uh-uh. He literally has our hard water fishing show as on a banner. <gasps> wow. The, the interview we did with him. Wow. That's so cool. So go to Rogers Riggs. Oh, God, I need to get on his website. He's got some cool stuff. I need he's up to his game on his website. Rogersrigs.com, folks. If you're a perch, a heavy perch fisher person, you need to go to his website. He's got cool stuff. He was on the show. You yeah. know, when it comes to perch, I would say um he's he knows his knows his thing. Especially like in northern New York, right? In New York, yeah, uh, upstate yeah. New York, whatever that is. Yeah, I would say, you know, sometimes some of that's that information is uh there's a locale to it, location to it. But if you're up in that in that neighborhood, that upstate New York, Vermont, um, what else is up there? New England area. Just call it the New yeah. England area. Yeah. Yeah. Rogers Riggs. And he's got some cool stuff. Yeah. 
I keep okay, looking at the go. top of our webpage. You find yourself in all kinds of crazy I places. Know, I know. I know. I wonder how long, how long, many years we've been there. But I mean, that's cool. So we appreciate him. So we'll give him a shout out. He's giving us a shout out. Very cool. Okay. that We went down a road there. Basshole also Basshole. sent us. Basshole. We appreciate him checking in. And he's from Massachusetts or made it out in Ma- I can't say that. Massachusetts. Massachusetts? Western Massachusetts. 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 I thought Iowa people had the best language that's why Mass- everybody- i that i've always struggled with that in the net that state massachusetts, massachusetts. <laughs> now you're gonna make me say it wrong yeah i'm massy <laughs> all right so he was out he caught 12 brown trout one rainbow trout i mean if i went and i caught 12 tra- 13 trout in one day that would be like an epic day and in a bass and a big old bass and so that that tells you kind of the uh the, what fish they're used to catching because I would have pictures of the trout and I would probably go, Oh, a bass. And I'd let the bass go. Right. I mean, yeah. wouldn't you, mm-hmm. I mean that, so, but that's, it's just like when you catch a species of fish that's big and you're not, yes. it's not typical. You're like, Holy cow, this is really cool. And that is a really nice bass. Yep. But trout and a rain i mean rainbow and a trout Holy so cow. pretty they're just and we talk about this every time and i'll put some pictures up here um actually I, lately i've just been creating youtube pages and putting the picture creating the video and you can watch it on youtube so if you want to see the video the pictures just go on the youtube and watch oh perfect videos yeah that so works. i just put them up here so you can check it out yeah he does <laughs> have a picture of the brown trout here and that's a pretty cool little trout too yeah it's they're all pretty. speckled and neat looking yeah i like them I don't think I've ever caught a trout through the ice. We need to remedy that sometime. Oh man, big lake trout through the ice, Jeff. Well, I do you have those? I was you with you. Tr- yeah, no, yeah, that one. But do you have those other trout videos of mine on YouTube with me and Ron catching underwater no. camping? No, we, we need to put to... those on our YouTube. Yeah, those no. are cool videos. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll get up to our listener count. We're, we're I don't f- know that they're that cool, but maybe we're at four thirty, Jay. We're seventy away. I think you got to be a thousand. No, there's a five hundred and a thousand. So there's a level sure? at a thousand. I don't know. It says we do something when we get to five hundred. Okay. So I'm gonna say it's cool. But yeah, we're pretty far from a thousand. But five hundred yeah. seems like it's within reach. You know, there's there's a couple of like real well-known people, but we probably have too many for this. But there's some well-known YouTubers and TikTok people. Like they find an account that has like no views. <laughs> and then they they highlight it mm-hmm. and it really some of them are really really cool it's like yeah. some old guy that just like there's one fishing one i came across and the guy had zero views like two maybe two views um, wow. and had all these videos on it was him fishing and he just videoed himself fishing and then the you know of course it, the account blew up but it's cool stuff maybe someone like that will pick us yeah. up all right well let's get into show business then because we have we actually have a little more show business than we usually do jason so the best place to interact with us on social media is Instagram and Facebook. But we had a group issue. So this is going to sound yeah, a we weird. To, yeah, we need to talk about that. So we created this group like a long time ago and then kind of decided like the page is great to have um, people interact with us on Facebook, but we don't really want to manage a group. Uh, it's just not something we were looking to do. But we created one because we were thinking about it. And then... Actually, you think you got it all wrong. The group, you have to, the page is run by the group. Oh, is that what it is? 
Yeah, in order to have the page at the time, the way Facebook worked at the time, yeah, is you had to have a, a page in order to have a page, you had to have a group. Okay. So we created the group and then we locked it down to just you and I. Yes. Because we didn't want to manage there's a lot that goes into managing group. You get, you know, odd things, people comment terrible things sometimes. Not that any of you would. No. But someone might hack in and do something weird. Yes. Then you get spammers that come in there and they post terrible videos of things and try to get people's money and spoof it. So we just, we just didn't do it. And then somehow, Jeff, I'll let you take over now. Yeah. So I think I figured out, I don't know exactly what happened, but it was like private, but it was not hidden or something. I don't know exactly. So I've hit it now. And I, anybody that was on there, there was about 40 or 50 people that were like members. Somehow. I don't even know how, but they looked like legit people. Some of oh, them were some of them I recognize. Yeah. yeah. But but just to make it easy, I took them all off and just kind of reduced the group back down to just you and I. And it's not hopefully nobody feels like we kicked them off anywhere. We just don't want to maintain it. But um it's nothing personal or anything. We just we just aren't maintaining that. So I made it hidden now. There's a setting to say hidden or so people can't even find it. So it'll it'll Good. won't happen again. Yeah. So like when we post our normal content, we kind of monitor that content. And when we post on our, our page, people can respond to the post and interact yeah. with us. But the trouble with a pay with a group is it becomes it can take on a life of its own and then you gotta monitor it and do all that jazz. And we don't want to do that. We want to create a podcast. And it's ours, so we don't do it. Yeah, there you go. All <laughs> right. So that's it. So hopefully nobody's offended by getting yep. kicked off our group. Everybody did, and you can still talk to us on Facebook. You can still email us. You can still visit our website, hardwidershow.com. You can see us on YouTube. And then we have another issue here, Jason, show business. What? So two episodes ago, or last episode, I said, we'll pick a subscriber for the YouTube and I'll send them a hat. Yeah. So I figured out, I don't think there's any way for me to contact subscribers. Like I, It'll say, like, whoever subscribed to your channel... But I don't have a way to interact with them. Like I so can't... we just have to tell it, tell everybody who it is, and then that person has to contact us. Well, so what I was thinking was like, if you were a subscriber, because I already have the list of subscribers that subscribed during that period. Like I have an email with the handle. If you send me your handle and that you subscribed, um, then I will, you know, we'll pick a random one from that list. But I, I just don't have any way to pick one because. All I see is that they subscribed and I don't have any information or anybody to contact them. So if you subscribed since the last show and to our YouTube channel, send me an email at hardwidershow.com and I will will pick a, a winner for the hat. And from from people that email us? And yes, from people because I because I, I, I don't okay. know any other way to do it because um I don't have any way to contact them. So it's a hat like this with this logo, but it's a different. Hat. I think smaller. I showed it last time. Yeah, it's smaller. That would fit a normal, a normal person's head would fit on this one. And we're also on X. So that's the show business, a little deeper than usual. But YouTube, make sure to subscribe to us because eventually we'll get enough subscribers to I guess monetize. I'm not even sure what that means, but it seems like a good thing. So it yeah, we'll never buy one of these snow bears from it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> All right, we have one fact check, Jason. I see that. Malt liquor is fake. It wasn't, and I screwed this fact check up last time, but I was recorrected. 
it's not you called it mar- malt liqueur okay in that episode it wasn't malt liquor it was malt liqueur and aaron's like there's no such thing as malt liqueur that's that's trying to make it fancy and it's not fancy so that was the input we got i don't know that i mean in all with all deference to aaron because i respect her she's she's your wife and which is is know, a butt coming is <laughs> It's a hard job. And, but I would say, but there it is. But I would say, I don't think she's an expert in that realm. Okay. So I guess we can have a poll. If you think there's a difference between malt liquor and malt liqueur, it's just pronunciation tomato, tomato. But you Mass- go to the liquor Mass- store. You don't, go to the, you don't go to the liqueur store. You go to the liquor well, store. Maybe. I don't I mean, know. depends on how fancy you want to be that day. You're drinking with your little pinky up or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, All right. Boy. I don't want to fight with Aaron, so I'll take my correction and move on. <laughs> Current events chasing down spooky panfish. So Jerry Carlson had an article in the February 2024, even though it's not February, it's already out of the Midwest Outdoors. And he said, it seems like there is always something to ponder after a trip on the ice. And I just, I just felt like that. I know we've talked about it a little bit, but it, it wasn't what the article was about, but I just felt like it was just so knowledgeable. Every time you go out, you always think about like, Hey, I had a good weekend, a good day. You learn something. I don't know. I just thought it was, and just like the word he said, ponder. It wasn't like learn. Cause I've heard people say you should learn everything sometimes. Maybe not learn, but it's ponder. Right? I bet he would say liqueur. <laughs> Jerry, if you listen, which he probably doesn't, um, you can send us a message. You never know who listens to this nonsense. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that is for sure. In fact, I mean, we might have a legend coming up about such things here later on. You never know who's listening. You never know. You just never know. Just never know. But he also talked about um spooky panfish he said sometimes he's even left a lake if it was too busy so that kind of hit me a little bit that's an interesting perspective but it's a perspective of a person that lives in an area with a lot of lakes <laughs> yeah. because yeah. i mean where are you gonna go half the time yeah. you know some you just if you're fishing small lakes or it depends on how crowded your community is you know, I, I would say like Leech Lake this year up in Minnesota is getting pounded. When my gosh, all those big lakes because they're the only places that have good ice. Yeah. So well, and this this kind of re- made me reflect on this uh, when I was on Malax this weekend, and we'll talk more about that in a bit. But you know, we're at the resort, and there's a main road. Even though they're they're not letting vehicles out, they're letting four wheelers side by sides. You just can't bring a car out there, basically. Sure. You know, I can see the road. I mean, you're on a lake. You can see for a really long ways. And, a, you know, a fart sounds like you can hear it from two miles away out there. Right? Should have I mean, that checked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You can hear that through your ice bibs. You, you, you had some dairy. You had White Castle? I had White Castle, yeah. yeah. Gary and I are not friends. I know. (laughs) Anyways, um, (laughs) but my point is sound travels. When you have a lake and they only allow ATVs and that's on the road, they're going by all the time. I mean, it's constant. Like 
and and ATVs and I, I saw motorbikes like little guys were doing like a, wheelies like a pit bike. Yeah, they were doing wheelies out in the ice. They're just cruising around doing wheelies, doing their thing. I don't know how that affects the fish out there. I mean, and they weren't close. They weren't like next to me, but I can see them. I mean, well, and ATVs not... are way louder than cars. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. Why are because they can be? I was wondering because a a four door side by side. I don't know what you call those things. The big giant four door things with tracks drove by. And I mean, they drive by and it sounds like, you know, you're at a NASCAR race. Mm-hmm. They're super loud. And and that's everyone. I've never seen a quiet one. No. I wonder, I wonder why they're it's so like loud. A, it's like a badge of honor. Yeah. And I even saw I don't a, know. Snow, I, a I mean, snow bar. Snow bear was out there. You could hear it from a mile yeah. away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're loud, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, so I don't know how that affects the, the fish, but on foot, I was never going to go far enough to not hear them. No. I, mean, I was walking. <laughs> you nope. know? So, but I think we've talked about this before too. On on Malax, the space you leave between people is also very different. I f- I fish certain spots. You fish the spot I was fishing this weekend, Jason. You know which spot I'm talking about. It's a known spot. People kind of congregate. I set up there. ten feet from you if I needed to. If I went right. out there. Yeah, yeah I'd but that's what people right out your back door. That's what people do on Malax. But mm-hmm. if I went to Lake of the Woods, and we were in Canada. And somebody set up that close to me, I think I'd be like, dude, why are you on top of me? Because that's my spot. It's on my GPS. <laughs> that's where Uncle Ron told me to fish. I know, but but, I, but follow, just, I always follow Uncle Ron's direction. The space between <laughs> the distance, and I think the loss is like hundred yeah. feet or something. I don't know. But the space no, between like 10. Is it 10? Okay, 10 feet. Yeah, yeah. I think it's 10 feet in Minnesota. There again, we're talking about Minnesota yeah, specific. Minnesota. But it varies by lake. It's very mm-hmm. different. And I think Minnetonka is, you know, there's not a lot of, if you're out there fishing, you don't need a lot of space either. So, all right. So that's what Jerry said. Spooky fish can be hard to get away from the noise, I think, sometimes. All right. So this was something, this next one was Troy Smutka, Smutka, S-M-U-T-K-A. Sorry, Troy, if I mispronounced your name. But he had an article about stay in the ice after dark for great crappie action. And he said, one thing I want to talk about was crappies become nocturnal in January or February. Do you agree? Was my question to you, Jason. Oh, I I agree. Fish are always nocturnal. Except for sunfish. Mm -hmm. I firmly believe sunfish need sun. It seems like, I don't know. Huh. Why why did they get named sunfish? I know. I I mean, aptly named. It's You know, you ever fish sunfish and it seems like when the sun is out, they're biting, and as soon as it goes behind a cloud, they shut off. It's just hmm. always been my opinion. Um, I've never caught a sunfish after dark. I don't know if I ever have either. Yeah, hmm. something to that. But crappies, absolutely night bite. Now, do they all go nocturnal? They may go no more nocturnal. This, I bet this uh, guy knows more than I do about it, so I'm not going to disagree. So he argues that they go more nocturnal is what I read into it. Cause I think crappies are always nocturnal. That's been yeah, since I learned night, to fish. Yeah. They, they, fit, they hunt at night. They're low light biters, but also may mean stained by like, stained lake biters. Because yeah. I think there's not a big difference between low light and like Lake of the Woods stained lake. I think it's similar. Yeah. You know, but you get into structure, cr- you know, yeah. 
but when they're in when, they, when you're in structure they'll bite during the day um oh i've got many crappies through the day more structure orientated i think whereas i think they get out of the basin more at night and they get more out in the basin than january and february than they are in absolutely so you're saying you agree that crappies i concur yeah yeah i concur all right I, I like this next one yeah i knew you would like this one so we are very soon going to be visiting the shores of devil lake devil's lake we are we are and so then i read this article and i think it there wasn't an author i think it was just like an interview or some kind of like special in the in the magazine but okay it, it was the devil's lake hot bite keeps on going on and there's a a guide ross sensiba and said expects the hot bite to continue some perch schools are the size of football fields I can get behind possible? that. I mean, that, so, you know, that lake is, is an odd lake. It's all about the nutrients cycle on that lake from talking, you know, when we had yeah. uh, Jason Mitchell, Mitchell. On and other, other people on it's there, there's a cycle and it's on an upswing. Usually we're there like two years after the upswing, wondering <laughs> what happens. So it would be sweet <laughs> if we hit it kind of like at its peak. Because we never that never happens to us, but we're gonna have our work cut out for us on that trip. I think just figuring out how to access the lake. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. And he also this Ross or guide Ross said, "This is the year of 100 fish days." I could get behind that. Man, I don't know. I hope I'm not hype overhyping this because. I'm going out with tempered expectations because I've gone out with like high expectations before and been disappointed. <laughs> so. Yeah. There's never always or never. So I know I saw drop chains on your list. I've got my droppers from that, that lake, the perch seem to like, and walleye seem to like drop chains. I was using those this week on a Malax when we caught walleye. So. And tiny mouth perch. Yeah. Used to eat shrimp. Yep. So, so I was just getting excited for our devil's lake trip and i read that so i'm super excited gear got a couple of small gear things you know the beaver dam tip-ups have been a go-to since i was a kid actually since 1962 because i was with noah this weekend and he's like dad how old are those things i'm like oh i don't know they're from the early 2000s and then it had a date stamped on it like 2002 because it was like the 50th anniversary or whatever sure. 40, 45th anniversary and i'm like oh they're not that old but it's kind of old but beaver dam tip-ups in my opinion have been like the standard the gold standard of tip-ups for since i've been ice fishing absolutely so it takes a big thing to see, to move that off the pedestal and have something else that i would prefer but i really think these artec foldable like clamshell tip-ups might have a beat just from a storage perspective. Really? I really think I might prefer them. Okay. Because the Artec ones are the ones that, it's basically a tube that folds in half. Yeah. And it's not as like visually appealing, but it folds in half and I can put it in my backpack because the hook is inside. And I know we've talked about this before, but I just used them this weekend and I thought, man, it's not very often that you, you, challenge somebody like beaver dam tip-ups for a design because i'm pretty old mm -hmm. school sometimes so that's yeah. a pretty strong 
pretty strong statement. Like if somebody said, Jeff, I will trade all your beaver dams for the Artex, I would do it. Now I'm not going to like just go buy a bunch of them because I already have the beaver dams and I do like them. But, but hey, there you were minding your own business. I mean, you caught a fit. You caught a nice fish on your Artex tip up. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're face to face with a wolf. Oh. And if you had a beaver dam, you could whack it. <laughs> if you had an Artec, you would be eaten. Yeah. You could snap it shut on their nose. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm just through. This is still this is a scenario that's never happened before. But you're it could. alone in the lake and the wolf. See, comes there up you to are you by with your beaver dam tip up in your Artec. And your lunch. And you're being challenged by a wolf. (laughs) And you have your beaver dam. You can grab that thing and just give it a thwack and it'll run away. I would just let a fart out and scare him away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, I just wanted to point out one one important part. It's just hard because I love the way beaver dams yeah, look. They're so traditional. I, they, I like the half of them, to be honest. Oh, it just it it feels right. But mm-hmm. man, those arctics are nice. All right. Well, you know, but so time will tell. So maybe year seventeen or so of the podcast. We'll see if your arctics are still kicking. Yeah. Yeah. I love tip up. So I did a lot of tip up. Um, I also use my tuned up custom rod this weekend. And sometimes I just think, man, you use like an older one. And I just really like that. And we are not sponsored by Tuned Up Customers. No, we are not. And, you know, do I need that fancy rod to catch fish? No. But does it make me happy? It does. So, And and I think other custom rods can do that, too. I just, there's nothing wrong with an ugly stick that never breaks. They're super awesome. But when I use Noah's rod as ugly stick and then I switch back over to my other one, I'm like, oh, I like this one better. Yeah. And then and then I ran into Andy from Fish Daddy Lures. You run into that guy all the time. <laughs> I was fishing. You go to the same places. Well, we also have both have our real house at the same yeah. resort, right? Yeah. I mean, so, so it's not I mean, like it, that statistically weird. it's it's bound to happen. But but you know, he and I happen to be fishing the same day in the same spot sure. on Malax, which is a pretty big lake. But he he was using, uh, you know, Bass King or Bass King. I never know how to say their name right. The one that gave my shuttle that yep. I had maybe mixed reviews on. But we ha- we'll have something on that one because I've I've customized that a bit now. They have rods now, and they had that split grip. Oh yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I said I just like the again going back to this like traditional. I guess old man. I don't know. Beaver dam tip up. Give me a cork handled rod. It feels so much better, even though it makes no sense functionally. I think, you know, we buy these like tune up custom rods. We buy the super expensive rod. I mean, it's not super expensive, but you know, it's a hundred bucks or whatever, a little over a hundred bucks. And then you tape your lot, your reel on with, with like crummy tape. (laughs) Yeah. Or you can you use those. Better. Or you can do bands. Those aren't great either. I didn't like those at all. So the Bass King have the seats like the the. Yeah, I do like rods that have the seats just because it's one less thing that I got to futz with. I know it doesn't look as cool by any means. Yeah, 
but I think it's more functional. I I agree. So I don't know. I I used I didn't fish with it. I just tried it out. I don't know. I mean, I I want to like the function of you can feel the bite on the split grip because the rod's exposed, but I just don't like it as much. Plus, I usually have gloves on or something. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I'm gonna go somewhere on this. All right, bit. let's go. Pack so, your bags. Pack your bags. <laughs> so you have to that split grip, like for panfish, for really really finicky panfish. To get the feeling into your hand from that rod tip, but that rod tip's got to be so fine on a on a light bite that doesn't really transfer. Mm. You know, now I think it's different on a walleye, on a heavier fish, but when you're fishing panfish, I don't know that. You know, then half the time on an ice fishing rod, you get a glove on. Yeah. So I just you know. Yeah, I don't know. And and I will like I was fishing this week this weekend with my tuned up. The f- bite was super light. I don't know why these walleyes were just being super light. Where you have to you don't actually know you can see it on your graph. The fish is at your thing. You've gotten nibbles and you've seen your rod go. Mm-hmm. But you're not convinced that there might not be a fish on there if you lift up. I mean, that's how sensitive this Sounds is like a, bobber territory to me. I know, but I don't ever fish with a bobber anymore. Very rarely. Very yeah. rarely. Can't remember the last time I fished with a bobber. I brought the bobber back this year. I've been using the bobber. Bringing the bobber back. I brought the yeah. bobber back. Is that a Justin Timberlake song? <laughs> Is it? I, I don't know. No, that's bring the, the sexy bob- back. Bring the sexy back. Bring the yeah. bobber back. Bring the bobber back. We could do a maybe a, a spoof <laughs> on it. <laughs> like Weird Al Yankovic style? yeah. yeah. If we actually were any good with things, we could maybe figure that out. Our, our album would have three songs, Ice, Ice, Baby. Baby, yep. And yep. it would have Bring the Bobber Back instead of Bring the Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake. And this and... year, don't, don't Let the Rain Come Down on Me, whatever that song is. <laughs> Elton John song or something. Oh, yeah. I don't play the piano. I don't sing or play an <laughs> instrument, so I don't know. We're going to be in trouble. There's a third song, though, that we... we I'm sure that would come back. We talked about uh, what was it? There's a th- anyways. Well, we got two songs on our album now. Our, our debut. Even with that sense of rod, I don't know if split grip would have made a difference. I mean, I literally, and I've done this with other fish before too. You just, I've caught and crop, I've caught crappies with a s- sensitive rod, not knowing they were there, and you just have to guess. But just wait. You just feel some weight. Yeah, exactly. But it's like yep. ever so slight. I mean, it is like just a presence. Yeah. The change in the pressure. It's like the difference when you can tell you lose your bait. You're like, this I doesn't like feel them. right. What I like them is when you're you're fishing and you're you're kind of jigging or you're looking at your line and all of a sudden you have slack and you're like, Yeah, why do I have slack? So yeah. then you set the hook. I know. Because <laughs> it took it went up. <laughs> well, and you realize, especially with crappies, and walleyes don't do this with crappies and sunfish do this too. They inhale the bait. They like suck it in. They don't like bite. They kind of like, like slurp it up, right? That's where the camera. When I was using my camera and you could see panfish, yeah, you had a better percentage of hookup because when they were just mm. spitting it in and out, you mm-hmm. could give a yeah. little, which you don't see that on a graph or panoptics. 
No, nothing you do. Or forward-facing sonar, whatever you want to call it. Tip-up line. This is some sadness I had over the weekend, and it's not really about the fishing. I was getting ready my tip-ups because they were kind of rigged with those, those stinking quick straight rigs that I just can't deal with, with a thousand hooks and going all just over end the up place. In a pile. God, I cut them off. I'm just like, I, I can't deal with these. And I just put a red hook and so a floral leader to the tip up line. Okay. But I had to run, and maybe this is why I didn't catch anything on my tip ups. I had to run one of my tip ups without the leader, the floral leader. Because I went mm-hmm. in my pack and I only had four pound test floral. Oh, yeah. And I good. just didn't think not that enough. was strong enough. I didn't. No. You'd kick yourself on that. So instead of losing a fish, I probably didn't catch one because I was using the yeah. straight braid all the way to the hook. So I ordered some new stuff. This Ice X Seaguar, which I've seen at like other stores before too, but I got it at Amazon. It's specifically made for ice fishing. Okay. But I really, I really just struggle with this all the time. Is ice fishing line really different? Is is floral carbon different for ice than it isn't? I, I really don't know. I will tell you that I I do believe mono is. Okay. Easy way to test that. Uh, summer rods spooled with six pound mono, and I winter rods spooled yeah. with six pound mono, but different ice line versus. But some of that line is specifically designed to help shed ice, and that led me into Jason Mitchell had you, a video. You, are you, I mean, are you suggesting that manufacturers would be dishonest in their advertising? I don't know if it's dishonest. I don't think I'd use the word dishonest. I would use the word marketing, maybe. Market different attributes depending on what it's for. That might be true. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know the answer. It seems that the ice line costs more money. Sure. Or it's really kind of shrinkflation. So it oh, might yeah. cost the same as the other one, but it comes with a lot less line. But you don't Absolutely. need as much line. And honestly, I run braid on everything now. And then I just always put a floral leader. That's how I fish all the okay. time now. So it doesn't really matter how much it costs because you only use a couple feet of it. And Jason Mitchell talked about this too recently. He was saying back in the day, and I th- I still kind of thought this way, but I fish inside more than I fish outside. He was saying braid got a bad rap because it used to soak up water, but new braids mm-hmm. don't do that. And he actually prefers braid over mono or any other line when he's fishing outside because it's tougher. Okay. Like it's stuck on the side of this hole or whatever. It just doesn't break like mono. It hurts it a little more. Yeah. So I, I use it all the time. That's all I use. And it lasts longer and it doesn't have memory. Or yeah, cool. lower memory. I shouldn't say not doesn't have, but. But I also can't do full floral carbon. I put that on my reels, man. It, it, it's like every year it's like a disastrous mess. Yeah. I just, yeah. I can't do it. No, I'm pretty much just on mono anymore. And I like mono too. It stretches, but sometimes stretch isn't a bad thing. All right. I think we're ready to move on to our topic, which is just the fishing report, Jason. Yeah. You, so you want to do, you, you go first. You go first. You want me to go first? Mine's yeah. quite, a, quite uneventful. So I've been out at least twice since, um, since we've last talked. Um, once I went back to, um, the, where I started the season at um, and fished, um, ice was starting to get, you know, ice has gotten weird everywhere. It's weird. Um, I didn't have much luck. It was pretty uneventful. Mm. Um, when, you know, we had that article you talked about earlier where we talked about a busy lake. So this is, you know, a small pond in, in an inner city area, metropolitan area, and it had just been pounded all day. And you could just tell. 
Um, sure. The parking lot was pretty much almost full when I got there and people were starting to leave because it was about an hour, half hour before dark when I got there. Yeah. And uh, I set up, tried about five different spots, marked tons of fish, couldn't get anything to commit. It was complete bust, mm. didn't catch a fish. I had one nibble. So super pressured, they'd seen everything. Yeah, they had everything thrown at them and beat around their heads all day long. And, uh, you know, there's no snow on the ice, so it's nothing's insulated. Everything, all the loud sound transmits a yep. lot. But, yeah, nothing was, nothing was, I was hoping to maybe catch an evening crappie bite. Yeah. I uh, had some minnows. You know, I tried live bait. I, you know, it's kind of one of the things where you, you try about half a dozen or a dozen things. I tried small right. lures, big lures, tried a whole minnow, minnow red hook, took the head off the minnow, tried the minnow head, tried the minnow tail, tried waxies, tried red spikes, you know, just moved a bunch of times. Um, There's plenty of holes. So I actually hardly had to drill any holes. I just <laughs> dragged my sled to another set of holes, drilled a few, uh, but really didn't have much luck. Shoot. Uh, but you know what? It was great getting out. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I love catching fish, but it it's to me is never a failure when I don't because mm -hmm. I, I fail a lot, but it it's just great to get out and, and, uh, and, and use the shack and, and sit. Um, I had taken an opportunity prior to going out to readjust the, the skirt, the fabric on my new shack that's right you said you made it too tight and it yeah it was shut. way too tight so I, I i'm in good shape now so i was much happier with mm. that i actually went to the all the way to the ice and i was able to to pretty much stay warm but it was still actually it was pretty cold that day yet okay um and so what i've learned is maybe i'm getting older but what i've learned is the the you small are. little buddy you are you are <laughs> the small little buddy is just barely enough if it's below zero Sure. To keep me warm in that shack, and I'll probably upsize my heater. Now, my second trip out Sunday, this past Sunday, um, it, that little buddy heater was too much heat because it was oh. like 32, yeah. 33 degrees. So there's kind of a happy median there. So we went out to another little pond here north of town, um, caught some panfish, caught, caught a little bass. Um, we're only out for three, two, three hours, but got into some smaller <laughs> Panfish didn't nothing huge. Um, lake had been hit pretty hard the day before. Nobody was there that day, which is really good. Oh no, that is um, weird. Super weird. Yeah, it was really weird. You're wondering so if when we first the got water there, the dam or something. I know like we're like, mm, I wonder how the ice is. So we spud barred out, and yeah. You know, so the ice was the first inch and a half, two was pretty soft. Sure, but then it was the like four below. It was really really solid. So the ice was really safe yet, but. Not sure how it is today after today, but um, but you know what? Um, caught some fish. Lessons learned there. I don't know if I have any lessons. I'm still I'm still not a hundred percent sold on this shack I got, Jeff. Really? After a I couple got this outings? Kenai. Yeah, well, I've you know, I've used it probably half a dozen or more times now. And I don't know. So so what it's kind of got me pining for my old one. Oh, so you kept it though, right? You still have I it. have it. Yeah. yeah. So here's the deal. It's this one man shack. So there's not much room. There's tons of room behind me. Yeah. Okay. But there's not, there's very little room alongside me. So I can't like put my backpack yes. next to me real easy and then put something else to the other side of me. So my rod bag, like I like to switch up rods and stuff. Yeah. And so my rod bag's got to be behind me. So Anytime I need something, I'm in this contortion to try to 
grab it from behind me <laughs> yeah versus just it being right next to me so when i was using the clam my clam nanook um i had because it's a two-man shack that i was yeah. in the middle of i had plenty of room on both sides to like put stuff and I had a little tray I could put stuff in and keep little jigs in. I had a spot to set jigs when I was working. And I I can put a little shelf in this one, and maybe that's what I need to do. But I'm thinking of selling it. So you sound like the same problem I have with mine that was much smaller, and I thought yours would be bigger and better. So I have that one-man freeable. It's not insulated. Yeah. It's super light. Like, it's the lightest thing you can really buy. But it's the same problem that you just described. Is yeah. You... you that you're like, oh, I need this. It's in my bag. I have lots of space behind me, but I can't turn around. Like I have to, and yours is a little taller, but I would have to flip the shack over to get it out. And that's super yeah. annoying. So my buddy has a clam, uh, like a fish trap. It's a one man. Yeah. Against, but it's, uh, it's insulated too. Yep. But it's, it's got a shallow tub. Yeah, see, I, this is the one I want. It's called the so, Legend. Yeah, the Legend. So yes. that does everything mine does, and is like fifteen pounds lighter because it has the shallow tub. Oh, like mine's got this really deep tub, which I don't need. I don't need. Yeah. It. So I've got all this tub that I'm dragging around, and I I've yet to figure out why I need a tub that's a foot and a half tall. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Um, and so. I'm, I've been looking at the Legend XL. They're wider. Okay. But they're not lighter than yours. Because no. they're, they're, the new ones anyways are, they call them like co-molded. It has like two layers. No. So the tub's super thick. And they actually have one called the X100. That is The X series by Clam is super heavy duty, way heavier duty than normal which is not what you uh, I think is too. It's like 88 pounds, the the X100. Man, see, but, that's, yeah. But the Legend's like 50, but yours is probably still less than that. Uh, I, I don't, it, 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 you know, once you put stuff in it. So right. the other, the other really odd thing, I'm kind of complaining tonight, but oh. um, the other odd the thing. The listeners want to know, Jay. I mean. Well, so this is, this is an interesting problem that I didn't realize till I got this new shack. Is it shorter? Okay. Uh -huh. So my old clam, I would pick it up and I would set the one side on the on the bumper, the, the Yukon, and then I'd grab the front oh. and chuck the whole thing in. Yep. This is too short. Oh. So now I have to carry a two by four with me <laughs> that I yeah. put on the bumper and then I slide it up in and out on this two by four. And it's not the end of the world, right? It's not like terrible. But it's one more thing to remember. Oh, God, I put the two by four in the truck, you know, because I can't like lever it up. So here's my here's my dilemma. I've already scratched a hole in one of the in the plastic tub. How? Just from unloading it, just unloading it out of the truck and really? dragging it across the parking lots. Yeah, I've huh. already got holes. Um, so I have. Yeah, like now, yeah, I, I mean, it's I've got holes use. It. Yeah. You know, and I don't feel like I've. Other than, I mean, I've unloaded it out of a truck, drug yeah, it but... 10 feet to the snow, you know, so it's not like I've been dragging across concrete for miles. Um, so really, it was pretty thin in a couple spots. Um, so I have to get runners for it. So yeah. now I have to spend another 80 bucks. Mm. 
and I don't have a hitch mount for it yet. So I got, and I'm like, oh, you know, my other, my old clam, I know it's not insulated and it's a little bigger, a little heavier. Sounds like it's, it's got, it's sounds got like it's time to send it. Stuff. Sounds like it's time to send it down the road, Jay. <laughs> it kind of feels like it's time. To, the only thing I love about it is the light. Yeah. And I could install, I could put that in. I could put a light like that into my other clam. You totally could. Yeah. So, or, or maybe get rid of both of them and buy a clam thermal. Well, the clan, yeah, my other one's not thermal, but you know how many times I need a damn thermal shack? Yeah, I guess. It's really, you know, I fished my shack, non-thermal, Lake of the Woods, and it was it was 10 below. Yeah. yeah. And you, okay. it's such a small shack. When you put a sunflower on high, it doesn't matter it's not thermal. Wow. If you put you're, a sunflower on high, it's a warm. sauna. It's a sauna. I know. So what do you need the thermal for? Yeah. <laughs> Then you don't have to carry out the heavy propane tank with the sunflower because you only got a 20 actually, pounder. No, actually, what I used in that my little clam was, which I loved, is I used the Mr. Heater cooker. Oh, yeah. I don't think they so here's why. Anymore. When it got, yeah, they do. Do they? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. On one pounders, you can run on a one yeah, pounder. That's important. And the beauty of it is it's got two heat settings yet. And when it would get hot, I hot would tip and, it. and surface of the sun. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but here's what you can do. So you, when you're really cold, you have it facing towards you, and it's you know pushing right. the heat towards you. When you're too hot on low, then you tip it, you set it like you're going to cook on it, and now mm -hmm. it's just shooting the heat straight up, so it's not hitting you. Do you ever like float away like a hot air balloon? Well, that's the, it. Does it does it poofs out the whole shack <laughs> like it billows it out? Yes, yes, that happens. So anyway, click I'm your not red slippers the other and go, there's no place like home. And suddenly you find I'm not away. convinced that beginning of next year, I'm, and I'm not sure what I'm bringing out to devils. It sounds like you're bringing the Kenai I'm or not the Kenai. No, I'm, I'm sorry. The probably bringing the clam to nook. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all set up with a hitch. It's got runners on it. Um, I could throw a second seat on in it. So if, uh, you know, yeah. if we wanted to fish two guys in it. So I'm probably going to bring that. Okay. Well, I am still in the quest for the right shack. Like, I mean, I've had many of them and I'm still never happy with them. And I'm always buying a new one almost every year. I, I mean, know. I bought one this year. I didn't use it, but, you know. So I'm almost thinking back to, uh, remember the ones we kind of looked at and you kind of discounted? Ice Runner. Ice Runner. There you go. I'm, I'm thinking hard about an Ice Runner. I mean, I guess you should try one, I think. Well, how do you know if you don't try it? I mean, they're still there. Uh, they're on sale, as they always are. You think this one this is a scam? This is a today's deal. I'm on some website. Today's $79. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think they sell those for some exclusive online store for department store liquidation clearance and backlog. Really? If you do not receive the good, you can file a complaint to protect your wallet. This seems very <laughs> legitimate. <laughs> they have to put it on there that you, yeah, I, it seems legitimate. It does not seem legitimate to me. You don't think this is legitimate? No, because you know what? I went in their website, the ice runner, and if you get the explorer, which is kind of like the the mid-sized one. I don't think you'd want the big one. Four twenty-nine. They're if they're selling them for right. seventy-nine bucks, that's kind well, of crazy. It's, it's <laughs> protect your wallet. 
Yeah, they have a they have Ice Runner has a one man too, but that looks like yeah, it's like a it's really narrow looking on the website. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you look at this? Yes, it's thirty inches yes. wide. I uh, think you... my shoulders would touch the sides. <laughs> yeah, that would not be an improvement for me. All right. Well. All right. Anyway, so why don't you tell me about your ice fishing? All right. So I was out on Malax. We went up on Friday night. There will be, at least not on the north end of Malax, not at the resort I go to, there will be no wheelhouse season. They have oh, canceled really? it. They will not let anybody drive out there. And they said with the weather forecast, and essentially it's just not worth it for them to to pull people out for. I think the weather is too unpredictable, and they just have decided that it's not that there's not any ice season, but there's no car ice season. You can't pull your wheelhouse out. You can't pull your skid house out. I mm -hmm. mean, it's kind of a big deal for them because lots of people have skid houses. That means you just don't fish in them all year. Yeah. So my, I mean, I could pull mine somewhere else, but. Yeah, it's got uh, like wheels on it, right? It does, but you also have to have time. <laughs> I have the yeah. means to move it. I need the time to do it. So we went up and we stayed in it, which is fine. We're right next to the lake. We slept in it and watched some movies and uh, we watched Reacher. Have you ever seen that show? Reacher? I have watched, yeah, I've seen parts of it. It's it's pretty good. Uh, we watched Reacher. Don't judge me for letting my kid watch it. It has. Yeah, some... that I'm judging you. Yeah, you're judging me. I know. Oh, well, I told him to close his eyes during the bad parts. <laughs> That works, right? Yeah. So so we went out and fished, got up Saturday, not early, just walked out because I don't have any kind of four-wheeler. And the whole weekend, all I got to hear about is everybody drive by me to go out to the, the flats where the real fish were being caught. But we you should fished. have hitched a ride with somebody. I know. And I thought about that later. And actually, sadly, I guess they were giving rides and I didn't know. So we could have gotten a ride out there, but I didn't find out till later. And it was too late. So, so we just walked out to first break because somebody that I know was out in the flats caught 20 fish and we caught two. So, you know, it seems good to catch two nice walleyes, but yeah, when they caught 20. It feels less cool. <laughs> yeah. They were also yeah. out at 6 a.m. And I was out by. You're not. You're not. A 6 a.m. I'm not. I'm not. But they caught them all day is what they said. And then, like I said before, we ran into Andy, owner of uh, Fish Daddy Lures. He was out there. Cool. And we fished with him. Uh, he had a couple, a couple of his family members out there. Noah was out there. It was just the most beautiful day on the ISJ. We sat outside, cool. ran tip-ups, fished all day. Your holes never froze over. It was in like the upper 30s. It was, you know, even in upper 30s, it gets kind of chilly by the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Played football, threw the football around. When you're 12, it is hard to finesse walleyes. It's hard to teach that skill when the walleyes are finicky. Oh, yeah. It just is. I don't, I That's mean. That's why you need a bobber. Yeah, but they were just, like, get them and lose them. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe I need to try a bobber with him. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'll have to do that next time. Because then he can jig when he wants to jig, and when he doesn't want to jig, it can just hang there. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't the hanging problem. It just was the you'd get him because he had a flasher. He has my old flasher, my Hummingbird mm -hmm. 35, and he could mark them, and he'd get them. But getting them up to the hole was hard because they were just really finicky. Like one I thought was a perch, and it was oh, a, wow. it was a 15-inch or no, 16-inch walleye. 
So we had a good time. We caught a couple fish, enjoyed the day. It was beautiful. Watched people on mini bikes do wheelies and saw a snow bear. Basically, the two lures I used was the pink and white perch talker, the one we used yeah. from Devils all the time. And yeah. that's he originally I had Noah on a slab seeker, like a pink slab seeker, because pink is a good color in Malax. But he wasn't getting as much action, and I was getting more action with my my uh, perch talker with the ch drop chain, and that's what we caught him on. So it was weird. At the end of the day, there was no evening bite. I, I waited till like dark for the evening bite to hit, and we caught our fish Nothing. in the middle of the day. Like they they turned off at like way before it went dark, which is weird for a clear lake. I don't know. Usually, you pick weird. up a couple. Right, just at dusk? Yeah, yeah. You probably just weren't doing it right. <laughs> Thanks for the vote of confidence. <laughs> like I said, it was a glorious day in the ice. You can see I took this picture. You can see the sunset behind me here. This is it's a cool picture. It is. Well, and sometimes kids are smart sometimes. You know, Noah's like, Dad, he's like taking pictures down low. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Because I put my camera on the, basically my phone was sitting on the ice, uh -huh. right? And that's why the ice looks so big and the, it just turned out to be a really cool picture because what you're seeing here, the bumps and stuff, I mean, they're just tiny little bumps, but they look like mountains when you take yeah. it from that angle. It's it's just really yeah, cool. So That's super cool. So it was a good day in the ice. We had a great day. Got to spend it with, you know, got my kid out there and he was happy to be there, which is always awesome. Yeah, it's good when the attitude aligns with the day. Yeah, I don't typically force my kids to go fishing. I want them to come with me, but I don't always want them to be with me if they don't want to be there. Sometimes I do force them to come with me, but ice fishing, especially in the summer, I might take them in the boat and they can find some things to do. But ice fishing when mm -hmm. it's cold and stuff, they don't want to go. Well, I think it's time, Jason. Ooh, is it time for a legend? We've been We've been kind of... You know, foreshadowing this one quite a bit. Yeah. Are you telling this story? Yeah. Well, first, well, first we gotta, of all, you got to remember who our sponsor is. Of the yes, we, we absolutely want to remember our sponsor. So Legend is brought to you by Dakota Sunset Resort on the shores of Devil Lake. Um, you can Google them at Dakota Sunset Resort. Um, it's a beautiful, uh, small resort. Got great cabins. Got a spot to park your stuff and right by your cabin and lake access. And so it's just a really neat place. We're going to go out and see it firsthand here in a couple of weeks. We're super excited. Uh, folks that run the resort, uh, Sean and Linda, are um, just great people. They're they're heavy into fishing and hunting, and, and so they're true outdoorsmen as well. So they understand what you need. So it's pretty awesome. We thought we didn't have any new legends. You know, we've been recruiting for legends for a while. I'm pleased if you have a legend, send it in. Absolutely. But, but this is an ice fishing legend, I guess. It's not directly happened during ice fishing. It's a hard but water fishing show legend. It's a hard water fishing show legend. So, so <laughs> a new legend. I, it's just hashed. So the other day, uh, this there you were like, minding your own business. Yeah, I was at home. It was early evening, like 5 30 or something like that. I was working on something in the basement and the doorbell rings. I'm like, well, I ran up there and answered the door, but I don't know why for, as I'm answering the door, I'm like, Oh, what if it's a, like a salesman? Cause I'm not expecting anybody. Right. And, and I'm like, I have this ring doorbell thing. I should really pay attention and just like look and see who's there beforehand. But 
you know when you're in the middle of something and you get interrupted you don't think very clearly you're just like running up to answer the door so that's what it there's somebody at the door and he's like hey i am the regional sales rep for toppling goliath brewery and we heard that you you know didn't like our beer and maybe we're a little harsh i can't hear you last episode jeff was running down their beer yeah so i it just wasn't my thing and truly we don't try to disparage anybody but you know when you don't like something you don't like it beer's fair game though if it sucks it sucks and and i don't know if i'd say it sucks it it was not for me it was like a coffee beer and i don't know listen to the last episode you can hear what i say about it it wasn't my favorite by any means i mean it wasn't natty ice by any means either but no no no. (laughs) so he's like hey we just want you to try our beer because you know we were talking about this at the head brewery meeting or whoever i guess they you know he's like telling me they got this meeting where they talk about it and they heard my podcast and i'm like like i didn't think we were that well known that somebody would be talking about our beer at this meeting with the beer people that they're unhappy that I didn't like their beer. So he brought me this beer, the pseudo Sue that we talked about earlier, right? Um I can't I don't know how to get that to anyways there. This one right here. So he's like so we want you to try this other beer and so I guess I have a problem because I let drive people's Teslas that I don't know random people. And I also let random sales rep guys into my house. We went down, I have a bar in my basement. So, so tell me more about that. So he's like, Hey, let's go in and drink a beer. Well, he's like, we want you to try this other beer to see if you like it better because you know, we were just disappointed that you didn't like our beer. And what time of day was this? Like five 30, six o'clock. Okay. It was like evening. Beer time. So yeah, so it wasn't 8 a.m. right, and he's like, "Hey, could we could we enjoy a beer?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna drink a beer on my front porch. Like that's really weird. Like at my door." So I'm like, "Hey, we have a I have a bar in the basement. It's not super fancy, but it's fine." And so I'm like, "It feels like the right place to try a beer." And he's like, "Hey, you know, we were just really upset that you didn't like our beer, and and so we try one and." he leaves like eventually i'm like i got places to go you know i have kids you know i had a little bit of the beer i didn't even come close to finishing it and he left and and the beer i got is definitely a good ipa and so he leaves and and during this session jason tells me or no this person tells me hey well jason gave me your address you know because he lives in iowa and we kind of knew who he was so he gave me your address and i'm like why would Jason give somebody my address like to come and show up at my house? I'm like, I was kind of a little annoyed, right? Like you're like, Hey, why are you giving my address to somebody to come show up at my house? He leaves. And I'm like, well, that was really weird. Right. He left me his, the four pack of beer and whatever. And so I called Jason and I'm like, Jason, we have a problem. Like this guy just showed up. He's telling me that they weren't happy that we didn't like their beer on the show. And he just starts laughing at me. <laughs> he was, you were so worked up, man. Well, because I was so this, worked up. I'm like, this guy bothered to show up at my house and tell me that they had a meeting about the beer that we didn't like on the podcast. And I'm like, oh boy, this is bad. So, what was going through your head after he left? 
I was because you couldn't get a hold of me right away. You were bombing my phone. Yeah, I'm like, well, because I'm like, I just wanted to say we have a problem because somebody in your state (laughs) is, is, uh, I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking, but I, I remember thinking, why did Jason give this person my home address? That I, I was like, why would he do that? That's so weird. (laughs) And then I asked, I remember asking for his card. Oh yeah. and and he's like he just gave me his, he's like I ran out so yeah so I called Jason and he just starts laughing at me because of course why are you laughing at me Jason because that was mugs uh, one of our patrons also <laughs> who we've talked to at the yeah. who we've talked about on the show so I've known mugs since high since high school he's best for good friends with my my younger brother and so I've known mugs forever and so, so the other side of the story is. So they hatched this plan to play a trick a, on me. The plan was hatched. It started off and it started off innocent enough. Mug was, was on his way through. He's got his uh, some storage space near where Jeff lives. Mugs lives up in that area, and he's like, "Hey, where, where's Jeff live? I'm going to drop off just some beer for him because um, he was listening to our podcast and he was drinking some of the pseudo sue." And he's like. He heard you talk and it happened to be the same brewery and everything. So he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna drop him off some good beer. And then he, then we just got to talk and he's like, you know, we could, we could play a joke on him. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> and so he was, he was supposed, the whole plan actually didn't work the way I wanted, but it was great. It was fine. I'm not complaining. He was trying, was going to try to record it. Yeah, he and said it, it turned, didn't work, it turned, which I was not disappointed him. about, by yeah. the way. So what I wanted to do was say, hey, Jeff, I wasn't going to tell you anything until we got to the legend yeah. portion of the recording the show. But, man, you were so worked up when you called me. I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't wait a week. Well, this person showed up at my house, Jason. <laughs> like, he showed up at my house and said, we didn't like what that you didn't like our beer. And I'm like, okay, this is a problem. He showed up at my house. This told him to get lost. Happen. But you invite him in and drink a beer with him. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, that was awesome. It, I found it very funny. I don't I, know if you did. I don't know if I found it as funny at the time. After, it took me a little bit to, to come down from my... I think it, originally I was kind of mad at you about giving, like, Give like my, we talked to Jason address. and he said, just come over to your house. And I'm like, oh, God. Well, Anyways. I mean, we always talk on the show about people bringing us beer. You're right. And so he, he brought, brought you beer. beer. He did. Per instruction. I just think it's awesome. You let him into your house. You had no idea who this guy was. So, so if No you, identification. We're really going to have to watch you when you get older. Because right now you're a danger. <laughs> Oh boy. Getting Teslas, weird people in your house to drink beer. Yeah. Not that Muggs is weird. He's a great guy. No, but but and, I, uh, I didn't I knew the other interesting thing is I I've known of Muggs for yeah. ever. Yeah, I've never, never met, met him. We no, never, never met, met him. Or if I saw a picture, it was like in some random picture, you know. Yeah, not, not to that, where you put it together. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Well, he drove a Ford F-150. It looked exactly like mine, so I figured, you know. Yeah, so you be, bonded over your trucks. He must be okay because he drives a Ford F-150. It's probably yeah, the no. not good criteria for judging people if they no. drive the same pickup truck as you do. But, yeah, <laughs> but yeah it it, uh, it was a moment in time that it just worked out, man. And I appreciate your good nature about it. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So that was the legend. I'll try to to 
not say too many disparaging things about toppling Goliath beer anymore. So because we don't want we don't want their sales rep to show up at your door. Yeah, I know. I I I now don't if, think if one does, you won't believe it. it's them. Yeah, I'll be like, You're where's like your the hell out of here? Where's your where's your business card? Oh, I ran served. out. <laughs> oh god. But right. do remember that everything we say is our opinion, right? It is our opinion. Yes. It is our opinion. We're entitled to our opinions. Yes. All right, Jason. Well, I think uh, you know, I think it's that time. It is. It is. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Tight lines. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to the Hard Water Fishing Show with Jeff and Jason. Say goodbye. One of the most unique podcasts on the planet where we talk about tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Till then, signing off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.